Metu Netter, Volume 2, Anuk Ausar, The Comedic Initiation System, Chapter 8, The Divine Social Order and the Evil Genius of Set, beginning on page 169. The Satanic Perversion of Religion. Shame on you if at the dawn of the 21st century you still believe that Satanism is the practice of invoking hideous creatures residing in some place called hell for the sake of indulging in evil behavior. It is time the world calls the spade a spade. Satanism is the use of the knowledge of the shaping forces of Shahu man's behavior for the purpose of exploiting, abusing, and using him as the main cog in the exploiter's world domination machine. Shahu man's inability to see that they hear their way through life is the reason why the devil has got them all by the throat and they can't recognize him. It is a shame to see that the majority of believers in the Bible do not know that the divines, that it defines the devil as a deceiver. Deception is his main characteristic. Thus, it is expected that he would do his best to hide his nature. What, but what can be worse than the dropping of the atom bomb on defeated enemies, killing 8 million countrymen to offset future economic woes, as Rob Spire did, slaughtering 100 million Chinese to keep, optim, to keep opium in China, as British did, and another 100 million Africans, in the Atlantic slave trade. And we can go on and add nausum. So-called satanic ritual, hideous and stupid as they are, can compare with these acts. Religion is the greatest obstruction to the goals of the Satans. His greatest strategy is to destroy true religion and put his own version in place. It is calculated to keep its adherence and the Shahu state, or drive others to atheism. Evidence of the illception of his religion and its disagreement with science. If science is a system of knowing, and a scientist is thus one who knows, doesn't it mean that people engage in religion don't know if it is unscientific? If a religious system is properly conceived, why must it be separated from education, government, science, art, and so on? Why do their adherents play, pray to God for health and at a time, the same time, derange their health through following their animal spirit in regards to diet, tobacco use, alcohol, overindulgence, and sexual excess and perversions? Why don't their religious institutions train them to rise above rise above such irrational behavior? Look at African Americans. They go to church every Sunday in awesome numbers, and the Bible Belt churches are so full you can see them standing outside on a rainy day. As spiritual as they are, they fail to receive the spiritual assistance that would allow them to prevent many of their children from being lost to drugs, early teen pregnancy, the killing of black youths and black youths, and so on. The good church-going people themselves are racked by a 50% of marriage 
divorce rate, yet no one knows to call a time out to inspect the spiritual beliefs by which they are living. They know to condemn the government when it fails adequately, prepare its people to be employed, and to condemn the school system when a large number of children are not learning. Why the difference? One of Set's greatest weapons of conquest is the inculcation of the beliefs that the devil is a being that is equal in the power to God and that it exists outside in a part as a spirit from man. Satan is none other than the man who, as stated earlier, has developed enough of his will and shahu faculties to trick his shahu fellowmen in order to exploit them and use them to gain control over the world. To believe that he is a spirit dwelling outside and apart from man is to place yourself in a proverbial trick bag. How then can you fight him? Add to this that he is equal to, in power to God, and you must conclude that there is nothing you can do about him. That is why he is defined in the Bible as a deceiver. His power is the power that you lend to him daily. You give him power by remaining addicted to the pleasures of the animal part of the spirit by continuing your identification with your personality by worshiping your interest in all the things through which he gains and exerts his control economics economics deals with how people can best share the natural resources of the earth human resources intellectual and physical labor for mobilizing earthly resources and the rewards of their labor the divine plan intended for the Alsar man to conceive the economic systems which were to be administered by Abman, that the at one with all men in the world would prevent the Alsar man from conceiving an economic system in which there was an unbalanced dis distribution of wealth and use of the world's resources. We can thus see the legitimate need and place for religion in economics. The attribute of the wisdom faculty of always considering the complement and interrelated aspect of the thing holistic perception enables the Alsar economics economists to avoid the typical Shahu era of postponing a solution that solves the problem in question but creates others often worse in related areas. The history of economics Medicine in all areas under Shahu control are filled with such examples. The Alsar man's sense of unity with all men led in Kemet in other parts of Africa to the creation of a system of economics in which the land and its natural resources belong to God. Men had to share it. The wisdom of the Alsar man which seeks to establish and maintain equilibrium in the world, enabled the creation of an economic system in which the king was said to be the owner of the land, thus removing it as a bone of connection among men. In actuality, he held it in thrust for the people. His job was to make sure that it was equitably divided among the people according to the individual's capacity to manage and exploit it. In Kemet and other parts of traditional Africa, there has never been an indigenous concept of private ownership in the Western sense. The Satanic Perversion of Economics 
driven by an intellect and par- partially developed will dominated by the animal spirit, the Satans have manipulated the majority of the people in the world. Shahu men for the most part in order to gain control over the economic resources of the world. Why? Because it is the key to power. And why do they seek world dominance? The answer is in the animal vehicle, specifically a left side of the brain and testosterone dominated mentally. In the previous chapters, we saw that this was the comedic understanding proven by history and scientific analysis in which Eru's greatest maneuver against Set was the cutting off of his testicles. We must be clear about this. The super rich who dominate the world don't seek the level of riches they enjoy for the sake of being rich. There is a point of being rich beyond which you can no longer relate to from the personal consumption's point of view. It is about power and control. Having millions of dollars and owning a great deal of property does not by itself constitute wealth. No matter how much money you have, you will not be wealthy, for if you had to perform all your menial tasks, cooking your food, washing your clothes, cleaning your home, etc., you would need to have impoverished people around you to perform these tasks. Thus, the Satans created poverty. They manipulated the Shahu man's ignorance and greed to establish the concepts of absolute private ownership and money, money, which is not a factual but a conceptual reality, has evolved to being an instrument of exchange and values in society while having no value of its own. Which is to say that as much as value exists in the society will determine how much money will be created. For If, for example, the resources of a nation can meet all the needs of the people, all the needs, all that needs to be done is to figure out a value for the resources and convert this into a monetary vehicle for exchanging these values. Let's say that in a particular nation, the total value of its resources is a billion dollars. The equitable distribution of this amount among the people would facilitate the mobilization of its resources. The only way you have true poverty would be due to a shortcoming in natural resources, labor, or know-how. Thus, when, for example, there are on one side people who can render a service or produce a good and on the other side people needing these goods or services and the government says that jobs cannot be created or that services cannot be rendered to the needy because there is no money, you have a Satan ploy at hand. We must brand it as Satanism because all that needs to be done is to create the money which having no value in itself costs nothing to create. Let's further understand this by looking at its reverse. Many people in Eastern Europe have very good paying jobs but cannot find any goods in their own country to spend their earnings on. They made lots of money but were still impoverished. There was not enough variety in the items of value, especially to fulfill needs to exchange through money. We must understand that we don't exchange things for money, but things through money. Properly defined, then money is a measure of material value. Hence, there can be no shortage of money, but of value. So that we say, 
when in a when in a nation teachers go unemployed when students learn need to learn schools need to be built and there are laborers unemployed and food is being dumped in the river and farmers are paid not to grow food and so on to an exhaustive list of hanging items of values satanism sets a formula for achieving power is through the creation of maintenance of poverty poverty is not in most cases, a random event of fate. It is well engineered. Were you the lender of a country and you could very, could very well afford to pay every worker 20 times above the poverty line, would you do it? It would put a serious dent in crime. Everyone would afford medical care and get a higher education and so on. Before you answer, consider the facts. You would eventually be faced with a nation of rich people, none of whom would want to undertake the menial hard or dirty chores, sanitation, mortuary, etc., as a Satan bent on retaining all power, you would not relish the levying of the political playing field. How much would you have to pay to hire or buy the dirty and dangerous hands needed to force your way to the top. Many others come together and just easily purchase legitimate legalized mercenaries. As a Satan, you would realize that you must keep a very large sector of the population in poverty if you want to retain power. What happened to the prosperity that Western religion and civilizations were supposed to bring to the Indians of Latin America during the past 500 years? What, or was it a coincidence that Western European wealth and power began to rise shortly after the discovery of America, while that of Latin America and Africa declined? An analysis of pre-Columbian America will show that they did not have poverty until the coming of Columbus. In fact, many pre-Columbian African kingdoms were either on a par or wealthier than most European nations at the time and would have remained so were it not for the coming of the whites. What happened to the prosperity capitalism was supposed to bring to the world? If it is the best economic system, why are all the major nations in the world, including America, in so much debt that there is no hope for ever paying up? But what is debt in bankruptcy? How can nations be impoverished with a surplus of untapped value? Can nations be impoverished with a surplus of untapped value? It's like a casino telling rich people that gambling cannot take place because there are no more chips. As an economic system, capitalism is a dismissal failure, dismal failure, but as a ruse of set of of set to trick people out of their value, it is an astounding success. Once money was established as the means of exchanging value, those who controlled it creation, its creation simply gave it to themselves through a sophisticated legal fiction called financing and used it to establish ownership of resources without giving any value in return. Shahu Man was well duped into believing that money is a store of values. Hence, it is what you exchange for goods and services. No, you exchange these through money. The cost of goods is not 
what the sticker says. If an item sells for $10, it costs some people two hours work, others .75 hours work, others .00000001 hours work, and so on. But Set makes sure that money remains mystery to Shahu Man. In his own country, Set will print as much money as he needs to manipulate the value of his land. Yet, he will restrict the creation of money to the countries of those he intends to oppress. This is the foundation of all modern wars. These are the problems that the, that the initiate to be must want to solve as his or her motives for wanting to realize his divinity. Economics cannot be dealt with as the mere crunching of numbers and interaction of market forces. At the heart of it is the question of how are people doing going to share the earth's resources that they may live in dignity and safety. It can only happen in a fair and intelligent manner when it is in the hands of people who have transcended the animal and lower intellectual parts of their being. As long as economics are chosen not for having realized a high level of spiritual development, which we now describe quasi-quantitatively and objectively, thanks to the tree of life, but for their economic redition, you can be sure that wars and suffering must always be with us. A careful study of the material presented in this book and its preceding volume will show that the only way to economic prosperity for the world is the establishment of an economic system conceived by Alsar men and administered by Abmen. It will also have to include a program for uplifting Shahu man for his enslavement to his desires and emotions and the source of the demand for the goods that are the cause of the immense waste of natural resources and the means through which Set maintains his control over him government. Nations in the world are made up of people with diverse interests and levels of understanding, differences in their opinions on how we should live together and must be the norm. The harmonious resolution and or coordination of these self-interests is the function of government. According to the tree of life, the ability to establish unity in the world is the natural function and domain of the first sphere of the tree, Alsar. Therefore, the formulation of government systems is the domain of the Alsar man, as he is best used as a creator of the various institutions of society. It falls, it, it falls then on the other types of men to carry out the functions of the administration and laboring. Of these men, the Ab, given the awakened state of his or her Ma'at faculty, has the capacity to assimilate the principles of government. The administration of the government must therefore be in the hands of Ab men, 
The synthesis function of the Ma'at faculty enables them to see the underlying unity of all aspects and functions in society, while the analytical qualities of the Herukahuti faculties enables them to perceive the underlying differences of outwardly similar events. The Haru faculty, besides making the person circumspect, enables him her to resist the emotive influences from the lower part of the being, which is ultimately the cause of all that is wrong in government placed in the hands of the Shahu man. The forgiving is crucial. The foregoing is crucial to the understanding of the indigenous governmental systems of Africa. The divine kingship Europe scholars saw nothing more in it than a legal function that allowed the African king to establish absolute rulership over the people. The truth is that it originates in the African understanding that God is active in its creation as the leader of mankind. As such, it expresses itself not only through sages and high priests who have developed the higher parts of the of their spirits, but in those political leaders who have attained to the same level of growth. That is not all kings realize this level of development was not the point. The issue is a complex one. The position was made hereditary to ensure the candidates would prepare generations in advance and to minimize the negatives that develop from conception competition for the post. The divinization of the king was a goal to be met. It set the standard for the position and demanded that the leader of the people would undergo the process of spiritual development. It is the only way of ensuring a just and balanced government. What he or she lacked was compensated for by the council of the army of the priest initiates who composed the real government in Kemet. It is important to note that Africa does not share with the Hindu society the image of holy man who is limited to being the hermit of a wandering prophet and so on. The greatest service that can that he can provide is at the head of the nation applying his wisdom to issues of science, government, economics, art, in fact, in all areas of life. In reality, the Hindu image of the holy man as wandering prophet or hermit stemmed from their political oppression under the racist policy of ancient India. The holy man risked his belonged to the black population that was conquered and displaced from its land by the Aryans. As a result, the black holy man could no longer practice their profession in the social mainstream. They had to hide out and teach in the forests and mountains of face or face death. The Satan usurpation of government. Set's usurpation of the Ausar's government is symbolic of the replacement of the theoretic, theocratic system of government with the secular system that rules in most nations. Most Shahu men have become so comfortable with the absence of divine principles influencing the course of government and economics in the world. Shahu men cannot, of course, see that they contradict themselves by claiming that God is the highest factor in their lives, yet banish all divine principles from the institutions 
that exert the greatest influence in their lives. This, of course, is due to the segregative action of the syslogic logical faculty, the eighth sphere, Sebek, that dominates their thinking. It is the faculty through which the Satans establish their control over them and through them over the world. As this faculty has no means of establishing the truth of an affirmation, it alleviates to a truism whatever caters to the emotional conditioning of the Shahu individual. Democracy has been defined as government by and for people. Quite flattering and assuring, almost 2,000 years ago, Plato remarked commenting about democracy and that the only virtue and that the masses could express as a group has violence. Yet, for all their good education, Shahu men cannot understand this fact. The correctness of Plato's observation is verified in the system of representative democracy, which states, in fact, the people lack the skills and knowledge required for exercising government and must therefore be represented by those who meet the requirements. Two things are fundamentally wrong with this. If you don't rely, really know how government and economics work, and you don't know much about history, in fact, real history, how can you intelligently choose the proper leadership? The other thing that is wrong with this is the fact that the majority of actions taken by the representatives, presidents, congressmen, senators, bureaucracies, etc., are never discussed with the people prior to or after election. There is so much more that can be pointed out, but by now, the nature of Set and Shahu Man should begin to become sufficiently clear. These things have been pointed out to give the would-be initiates a clear understanding of what they must change in themselves and the world. This cannot be understated. Most students of spirituality receive a distorted perception that places the spiritual outside of the affairs of everyday living. It is the way Set would like it. Keep God out of the world of man and cede it to him. Spiritually, in leadership training, it is the uplifting of the world. It is not about a bunch of people sitting down, singing hallelujah, or chanting om to gain entrance into heaven. It is about rescuing the billions of souls upon the earth from the most inhumane brutalization and trivialization of the human mind, body, and spirit the world has ever seen. Here ends the reading on page 178.